0: High school combined the old and the new, the good and the bad. My American history teacher taught only the facts, giving me a foundation upon which much could be built in the years to come. Our band and orchestra were directed by a clarinetist who had once played under Arturo Toscanini, and he exposed us to some of the more popular classics with an ardor for which I remain forever grateful. Despite my continuing embarrassment at having marred a concert, by flubbing the high F in the horn solo of Tchaikovsky's Fifth. My Latin teacher, the principal's wife, greatly enriched my knowledge of the English language. Unfortunately, my English teachers tried to teach classics with excerpts and abridged editions. As for the sciences, I'm sorry that, to this day, I don't know the formula for anything other than water. I'm proud to say, however, that I undertook my own innovative school project. One day, I stole a substantial batch of sodium out of the chemistry closet and tossed it into the Chippewa River, to the delight of my classmates and the dismay of the local police, who were unable to identify the source of the resulting smoke despite the deployment of advanced interrogation methods. We said our prayers at home, not at school. To the best of my recollection, a Bible was never opened inside the schoolhouse, except on baccalaureate Sunday, when seniors, if they wished, received an interdenominational blessing from a Protestant minister. Before the practice was abolished, students were excused from classes for one hour a week to receive religious instruction at a nearby church. A ridiculous event, except for the year a committed Baptist had us memorize Bible verses one for each letter of the alphabet. W. When I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. The playground of the town's Catholic elementary school, a playground I walked across on the way to my high school, was not quite the valley of the shadow of death that a local Lutheran minister seemed to believe. It was just small and poorly maintained, with only one basketball hoop, often used by the young Merle McClung. I felt sorry for him, and all the others who had to go to such an inferior place. What a shock it was to learn a few years later that he was named to Minnesota's all-state basketball team, then admitted to Harvard, and eventually became a Rhodes Scholar. My experience was of small-town, racially homogenous Midwestern America. Central High had its social divides, mainly between town and country, Catholic and Lutheran, sports stars, and music-minded nerds. The townies were shocked when the outnumbered country kids formed a voting block cohesive enough to elect the homecoming queen. Yet divisions were never sharp or deep. Fifty years later, three-fourths of the surviving members of my graduating class happily celebrated their anniversary together. Montevideo did not capture the sophistication of the exclusive suburban school, the vitality of an urban education, or the visible racial separation prevalent elsewhere. It was a middling experience, not the best of American education, but not the worst either. If my schooling was more or less par for the course, then America's schools at mid 20th century, though not unsatisfactory, had hardly reached such a state of perfection that they were not in need of improvement. Schools circa 1950 had come a long ways since their beginnings in the nineteenth century, but they still had a steep hill to climb if they were to become institutions of the first rank. On my graduation day, our well-trained high school choir sang the soaring opening theme from Beethoven's Violin Concerto in D., A lesser artist had written the inspiring text, which he'd entitled, On the Way to Tomorrow. Our rendition, both enthusiastic and precise, was addressed specifically to the graduates, but it could have been education's song as well. Wherever schooling was headed in Montevideo, in America, it seemed to be moving inevitably forward and upward. What happened was otherwise. To see why, we must look both before 1958 and afterward, down to our present day.